Take your Bibles this morning. Turn with me to the book of John. Chapter 5. Book of John and chapter 5. This morning we have come to a very familiar verse. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's one of Brother Francis' favorite verses. As it ought to be one of our favorite verses that everyone that is man of God, everyone that believe it and has eternal life. Verse 24. Verily, verily, Truly, truly, surely, surely, if you don't know what those terms mean, it means firm. <laughs> this is firm. This is a firm fact, what he's about to say. Verily, verily, I say. Who says? I say. Jesus said. The Son. The one who's Father is God, says. The one who said that his Father worketh hitherto he has always worked and continues to work even on the Sabbath And he, the one speaking, verse 24, said that he has worked, continues to work, and continues to work even on the Sabbath, as did the Father. And those Jews that sought to, to kill him, sought to slay him, understood what he was saying, Calling God his Father. He was equal with God. 
Jesus, the one speaking, verily I say, the son said he could do nothing of himself, but what the father did, he did. The one who said, the Father loveth him <laughs> with an undying love. And there's, there's nothing that was in the Father's mind, in the Father's will that was not in the son's mind, was in was the son's will. The same will and the same purpose, the same work. The one who said, said all judgment was given to him by the Father. So who is it speaking in verse 24? It is the eternal Son of God. It is God. Remind me of John chapter 1 and verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 3 tells us he, he was the creator of all things. There's nothing that exists that he did not create. Verse 14 of the first chapter tells us the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Dwell among us sinners. The one speaking is God himself, is the eternal Son of God, which is speaking. Notice what he says to us. He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me, Notice the tenses of those two verbs. Hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Verily, verily, truly, truly, surely, it's a firm fact. I say unto you, I, the eternal Son of God, I, God, manifest in the flesh, Say unto you, the hour is coming. In fact, now is, right now. When the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. This morning, in these two verses, 
We're looking at his power. His power to raise from death under line. If you please, this is another another evidence, another example with evidence that Jesus gives of the Son being equal with the Father. The power the power to give eternal life. We see in verse 24, we see how, how men are to be saved. In order to be saved, Men must hear. They must must receive and obey His word. I I point you to the tense of of the verb again. Hear it. It's not a one-time hearing of the Word of God, but it's a continual hearing of the Word of God the rest of your days, the rest of your life. But it goes further than hearing. Just hearing. He that is endued with the faculty of hearing, he hears it and he does. He obeys what the Word says. They that hear the Word of God follow Jesus. Him. They follow his word. For his word is his way. And they walk in that way. The eighth chapter of the book of John. The eighth chapter. In verse 51. Jesus again here speaking says in this verse, verily, verily, the same, the same word. <laughs> this is a firm fact. I say unto you, I, the eternal Son of God, I, God, manifest in the flesh. If a man keep That is, he has an eye that is firmly fixed. As an eye that is guarding, that is on guard of something that is very valuable. 
if, if a man have a fixed eye on my saying, on my word, he shall never see death. Talking about spiritual death. Because he's passed from death unto life. <laughs> he shall never see spiritual death. He shall never see eternal death. Turn with me to the book of Luke. The book of Luke in chapter 6. Luke chapter 6 and verse 47. Jesus here speaking to the multitude, to the, his disciples and the multitude that were gathered around. He said, Whosoever cometh, notice the tense of the verb again. It's not a one-time coming, but it's a continual coming. All the days of his life is forever. Whosoever cometh, to me cometh to the Son of God cometh to the Lord Jesus Christ and heareth again the continual hearing with a doing my sayings my word and doeth them in other words, he's obedient. He hears the word of God. He sees the word of God. Because he's come to Christ, he's obedient to the word of God. I will show you to whom he is like. And he's like to a man who dug deep Built a foundation and built his house upon that foundation, built his house upon the solid rock. And nothing could shake it. So our faith, so our confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ, there's nothing and shake it. There's nothing that can shake our coming to Christ. We come and we come and we continue to come. We hear and we hear and we continue to hear because we believe and we continue to believe all the days of our life. Nothing can shake the confidence that we have in Christ Jesus as being our Lord and Savior. Without Him, we die. We spend an eternity, an eternal death, separated from God. Chapter 11. Chapter 11. 
Luke chapter 11 and verse 28. But he said, Yea, rather blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. Happy is the man that hears the word of God and obeys the word of God. Why? Because he's saved. He's a new creature because he's passed from death unto life. Where once he was dead in trespasses and sins, now he's alive and alive unto God. And he can serve God. With his joy and peace. Everlasting joy and peace. Back in our text, John chapter 5 and verse 24, we see that they must believe and keep on believing that God has sent His Son to save them. That God has sent His Son to save them. His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. God made flesh. The Word. John 3.16. Come over to the third chapter of John. There's actually several verses we're going to look at in this third chapter. first one is Verse 15, after, after saying to Nicodemus that, that light as Moses raised up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that, verse 15, whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Whosoever shall look upon Jesus lifted up and believeth, he believes and he continues to believe all the rest of the days of his life, forever. Should not perish, but have everlasting, have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth In him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Believeth. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already 
because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Do you believe that God sent his Son, the only begotten Son? You better. Verse 36. Verse 36. He that believeth on the Son hath, hath right now in his possession everlasting life. And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. John chapter 6. Chapter 6. In verse 47, Jesus said to those Jews, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. Can you get any plainer than that? You must believe. You must hear, continue to hear. You must believe and continue to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. We've seen that believing on the Lord Jesus Christ is to believe the Father. To believe the Father is to believe the Lord Jesus Christ. They are one and the same. They are equal. Turn with me. Romans. Romans chapter 5. In verse 8. But God commandeth, manifesteth, His love toward us. I, again, I, I, I point you to the text of commending. Commendeth. Did he, just, did he just do it the day that you were saved? Did he just do it on October the 24th? Did he just do it in that day in April of, of 1974? No, he's, he continues to manifest that love in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Does that, does that do anything to you? Does that grab you? God manifested his love while I was a sinner. Christ came and died for me. Why I you say, why well, I wasn't even born yet when Christ came and died for me. Exactly. But God knew the day of your birth, and he knew that you were 
be born with a sin nature and that you would be a sinner. But he loved you. And because he loved you, because he loved me, he sent his son to be the sacrifice, the perfect sacrifice, the perfect Lamb of God to pay your sin debt. Nothing else satisfy a holy and just God. Nothing but perfection would satisfy. And that was met in His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And what are the results of being saved? <laughs> and I... I I emphasize this. It's just a, just a result. But oh, it's a blessed result. Eternal life. Eternal life. I shall never die. I shall never suffer an eternal separation from God, from my Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. I one day shall be with Him, and I shall be with Him forever. That's what it means to be, to be in possession of eternal life. He has, hath, right now, in His possession, everlasting life. The moment that He hears and believes and continues to hear... And, Continues to believe. And he manifests as real and there is true because he continues the rest of his days of here born earth to hear the word of God and to believe the word of God, to believe that God sent his son to die for him. You're not going to convince me otherwise. Apostle Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12, you weren't going to convince him otherwise either. He knew whom he had believed and was persuaded that he was able to keep against that day. Praise God for such a faith as that. I ask you this morning, you have that faith. You see, he has passed from death unto life. He's passed from, from the state of, of condemnation. That is, from the state of being condemned into the state of being forgiven all sins. Justified. Justify. Declare righteous. Turn with me to the book of Romans again. Book of Romans in chapter 4. Romans chapter 4 and 
verse 7. Saying, blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. <laughs> covered. <laughs> what happens when you cover something? You don't see it anymore, do you? Until it's uncovered. Once you cover it over, you don't see it anymore. That's what we do when when they when this physical body dies and they place it in a in a casket down on the ground, they cover it over. You don't see it. Now there's an evidence that there's somebody down there by the grave marker they put. Yeah. But you don't see it no more. It's covered over. Our iniquities, our sins are covered. They're not covered with with dirt. They're covered in the blood. The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Without the shedding of blood. Hebrews 9.22 There is no remission. There is no forgiveness of sin. You see, it takes the blood. The blood of the perfect Lamb of God to cover over all my sin. To cover over all your sin. To be forgiven. The word means the word forgiven, uh, forgiven means to, to send away. <laughs> he sent my sins away. And they're gone. You see, they're sent away. They're removed as far as the east is from the west. They're in the depths. They're covered. <laughs> Isn't that blessed? <laughs> blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin, does not count his sin against him any longer. Praise God. Why? He sent it away. It's covered over. What? <laughs> and then in place is the righteousness of God. His brother Francis used to say, you can't get a better deal than that. <laughs> That's great. That's exciting. That's shouting ground. When one is truly born again, when one is truly saved, when he's truly hearing, when he's truly believing, even though even judgment has passed upon all men under condemnation, for all have sinned, therefore judgment has passed upon all men under condemnation, he, that man who heareth and believeth, is no longer 
condemned. He's declared righteous. And he's given eternal life according to our verse. He has right now in his possession everlasting life. They have passed from death unto life, our verse says. And that is all who hear it and believe it. But, on the other hand, all who presently are without Christ, that is, they presently do not believe, they're in a state of condemnation. You see, we that have heard and believed and can manifest a continuation of it, thereby manifesting it was true, it was real. We have passed from death unto life. We passed from condemnation unto life. But they yet abide under the penalty of death. They abide under that condemnation. They are spiritually dead in trespasses and sins. And in the process of dying physically, They must die. And they will die. <laughs> they, they are in the process of dying physically, as all men are. But they're dead spiritually. And we've passed from that being dead spiritually to being alive in Christ Jesus. But they, they still abiding under condemnation. And they shall die in that condemnation if they do not hear and believe. And without the working of the mighty power of God, they will not hear and believe. So they must die and will die. Romans chapter 6 and verse 23. For the wages of sin is death. Plain and simple. The wages of your sin is death. Come with me the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 21. <clears throat> Look with me at verse 16. Proverbs 21 and verse 16. 
the man that wandereth out of the way of understanding shall reign in the congregation of the dead. Let me read this to you another way. The man that goeth astray That's the same, same Hebrew word as what we find in Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 6, which says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. <laughs> That's what Proverbs 21, 16 means. The man that goeth astray out of the way of understanding out of the way of the Lord has turned unto his own ways that's all men, all men yes I was even I was even there one time and now I, I do it more than I want praise God I'm forgiven praise God I have an advocate the Son, Jesus Christ. They, they, but those that, that go astray and, and out of the way of the Lord, out of the way of understanding of the things of God, unto his own way, unto his own understanding, abideth in the congregation of the dead. He remains in the congregation of the dead. And he remains there as long as he goes astray. <laughs> Which will be all the days of his life if God doesn't intervene. And open his heart, Lydia's heart, to receive the things of the preaching of the word of God. To receive the gospel of Jesus Christ. To hear to open his ears that he might hear to give him sight to see Jesus Christ dying for him the son sent by the father to die for him the book of Ephesians the book of Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 Shouldn't have to turn. Tells you the condition of every man. We're dead in trespasses and sins. We that are saved, we that are born again, we pass from death and death. But we were, just as every man is, without Christ, dead in trespasses and sins. Verse 5 says, even when we were dead in sins, Colossians chapter 2 in verse 13. And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh. 
<laughs> that is the condition of every man born in the world. Since Adam. Look at some more words of Jesus Christ in the book of John, chapter 6. Book of John, chapter 6. Verse 53. Jesus continuing Speak to those Jews. <laughs> and boy, they just could not understand. Could not understand that he was the bread of life. And they couldn't understand what he means by this statement. Verse 53. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, there it is again. Truly, truly, surely, surely, this is a firm saying. I say unto you, except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. They could not understand that. Verse 54. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life and I will raise him up at the last day. They could not understand that. They thought he was speaking literally. For my flesh is meat indeed blood is drink indeed. Obviously, he wasn't talking about a literal eating of his flesh. Flesh of man and blood. The blood that coursed through his veins. But he was speaking of spiritual. A spiritual food. I ask you this morning, are you feasting? Are you feeding upon the Lord Jesus Christ? Is he food for your soul? Is he drink for your soul? Oh, he that eateth of his flesh shall never harm. He that drinketh of his blood shall never thirst. Is that you this morning? Shall we stand again?